another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, I bring you episode number 44. And I'm running solo again today after some amazing interviews last week. Had some great, great interviews. So if you haven't had an opportunity to go back and listen to 42 and 43, please do so because they were really insightful, very um, informative and some great, uh, great interviews there with some amazing individuals. But today, um, I wanted to run solo. I've got a topic I want to talk about, and the title of this podcast is Less is More and More is Less. Now, it's a bit of a, uh, a cryptic topic, um, slightly confusing, I suppose, but what I effectively want to talk about is the fact that we have grown up in a, in a health and fitness industry whereby we're led to believe that um, we need to train more, so, you know, lots and lots of exercise, train every day, two hours a day, no rest, all these sorts of things, and then we need to eat less. We need to eat really, really low to lose weight. And what I have learned with in my time in the industry and through, you know, countless hours of research and seminars and obviously experience and my own transformations and things like that, is that that is so far from the truth, it's not funny. You know, evidence has proven, science evidence research has proven that you don't need to train countless hours to lose weight or to get in the shape. And you don't need to eat ridiculously low to uh, get into shape and, and lose weight. You know, it's, it's more about being strategic. It's more about the execution of the exercise. It's more about the um, correct and strategic approach with your nutrition. So let's break this down. Less is more. I wanted to touch on that one first. So less is more. So what do I mean by that? So less training, good quality training is just as effective, if not more effective than doing countless hours of training. You know, if you're training six or seven days a week, now look, granted, you know, small disclaimer here, if you're training for a specific sport, training for an event, specific that you have to train for, that you are training six or seven days a week, Cool, that's an exception to the rule. I'm talking about general population that just wanna lose weight, get fit, get healthier, be better about themselves. Um, you know, just the average Joe that is trying to log themselves in the gym and, the, and they're of the impression that they need to train for hours and hours and hours and hours to get somewhere, to get that goal. When in point of fact, you don't. You don't need to flog yourself every single day, walk out where you're absolutely exhausted because you've been in the gym for two, two and a half hours or whatever it may be. It's not the case. Research evidence uh, has shown and supports the fact that you just need to do a good quality session. Um, now, subject to what that session looks like, whether it's weight training and cardio based, hip based, uh, functional, anything like that, that's fine. You know, everyone's different. Obviously, I'm more in favor of weight based training because of the benefits to it, and, and obviously, it provides the the physique with significant opportunity to adapt and, and grow and improve how it looks, um, which is probably what I'll focus on in terms of examples today. But you don't have to do a two-hour session. You don't have to flog yourself with cardio. You don't have to spend hours and hours and hours in the gym. You don't have to train twice a day. Um, you know, less is more. It really is, you know, less is more. So. On average, you know, not not the average person can afford seven days a week. They can't find seven days a week. You know, people want to have their weekends off. They want to spend time with their family. They work. They've got commitments. So, in order to effectively get the most out of the train, you just need to ensure that your execution is on point, your intensity is incredibly high, and you're training to 
the utmost, to your utmost ability. You're training to your full potential. Now, if you don't know what your full potential is or you haven't reached it yet, then I would certainly recommend seeking out a personal trainer who can help you achieve that. Because when you get past that point and you understand where you can go in terms of your training abilities, the, the, the ceiling is as high as you want it to be. You can continually progress and push and really find yourself going to a place you never thought you could be because you've found you've you've built that confidence within yourself and you know that there is no limitation. You know that that weight is not too heavy. You know you can find those extra reps, those extra sets, whatever the case may be. So that's what I mean by execution and intensity. Pushing yourself within your training session to ensure that you get the most out of the session without going for two hours. Like on average, a set, you know, and again, this is very gen pop related. On average, a session should be no more than 45 minutes to an hour, really. Um, again, subject to the individual, uh, what their programming states, what their goals are, but 45 minutes to an hour, if you're ensuring that you have adequate rest periods that aren't too long to maintain intensity and maintain an elevated heart rate, um, you know, you might have four or five exercises to get through, three to four, five sets per exercise. There should be no reason why you're there for longer than an hour, really. Um, it is incredibly important that you have rest days. Now, this is something people struggle to get their head around. Rest days are so, so important. You know, it gives the body an opportunity to rest. It gives your body an opportunity to recover. You're not putting stress on the body. You're not tearing um, the, the muscular tissue that you have for the other days that you've trained. Um, but it also gives your, your mind an opportunity to rest too because when you train with intensity, when you train with purpose, with intent, it does elevate the stress of your mind. You're focused, you know, you're, you're, you've got that laser focus on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to achieve. You've obviously got sets to get through, reps to get through, weight to lift, whatever the case may be. And that requires a lot, a lot of brain capacity as well. So a rest day enables you to take that, uh, that stress away and just relax. And when you have a scheduled rest day or just a rest day that you've taken on your own free will, gives you the opportunity to, to reboot, recover, rest, uh, replenish. Obviously, you know, you're still gonna eat the same amount of food that you've been eating when you're training. That, that doesn't need to change. And then you'll find when you step back into the gym after a rest day or two rest days, whatever it may be, you are ready to rock and roll. You're on point, you're energized, you're focused, you don't feel like you've been beat up by a truck. Um, you actually will get the most out of your session because let's face it, you know, who can here can acknowledge the fact that you've done a subpar session before. You've rocked up to the gym, you might have been feeling lethargic, you might be a bit tired, or you just your head's in a different space and you put in a suboptimal performance. And then you walk out and you, you're kind of dirty on yourself because you, you, you know you've done that. You, you've you turned up thinking that things might turn around or you've turned up because you knew it was the right thing to do. But then you've walked out and go, man, that was a waste of time. You know, I didn't train anywhere near as hard as I should have. I don't feel as fatigued. Um, I don't feel as satisfied. The endorphins aren't there. You know, you don't want those sessions. As much as they do happen, and they will happen from time to time because they're kind of unavoidable. We're humans after all. We have those days. But... In saying that, you want to ensure that your session is on point. It is foolproof, it is ready to rock and roll, and it is going to achieve an optimal outcome being what you've set out to do. So, you know, if you've got five exercises, three sets each to get through, you get through those five exercises of three sets, whatever the case may be. So it's so, so important that you have the ability to get through each session to the maximum capacity that you can, um, 
with nothing left in the tank. And that's why rest is so important. So, you know, less is more. It really is important to understand that. And I know it's such a stigma in the industry and it still is today where, you know, I get uh, new people walk into my gym and, and uh, you know, we, we break it down and we talk about training and everything. And then they ask, well, how, many, how much cardio should I do? You know, how long should a training session be? So people still don't have the education behind them to know that they don't need to train ridiculous amounts of hours. They don't need to get on the treadmill for an hour a day. They don't need to get on the Stairmaster for an hour a day. You know, you don't need to do that if your training program is strategic, if it's well planned out, if it's supported by good nutrition, and your training intensity is on point and your execution is on point. Now, when I say execution, you've got full range of movement. So you're maximizing the full capacity of your body in that movement. You're targeting the, the required tissue. So if it's a, a squat, you know, you're, you're targeting your, your legs, your quads, your hamstrings, your glutes, your calves, um, your core for balance and, and um, stability. So you're targeting the tissue, you know how to target your tissue, you know how to engage that target tissue. So all of those things equate to good execution. And then as I um, identified before, intensity. Intensity is paramount. There should be intensity in every training session. Now there is gonna be the exception, as I've, I've, I've said, you know, you're gonna feel a bit tired some days, maybe you can get a good night's sleep, uh, maybe you might be stressed or distracted with other things, that's okay. We are human after all, but if you can, get into the habit where you create the mindset of right you step foot into the gym and you turn it on you switch it on so that you then all distractions are put aside for the moment that is your time that is your space and that is there for you to utilize the maximum uh, the best of your abilities and a lot of people say that the gym is their outlet, is their way to release tension, you know, get rid of any frustration and the anger they might have. And it's a great way to do that because then you harness that energy, that negative energy or that frustrated energy into something positive and you get the best out of a session. So that's a good way to look at it too. But that is less is more, okay? That is less is more. You don't need to train twice a day. You don't need to train two hours a session. You don't need to train seven days a week. You don't need to do countless amounts of, art, of cardio. Um, you know, you don't need, you have to take rest days. They're so, so important. You know, if you don't take rest days and you're training every day, twice a day, whatever the case may be, imagine the amount of inflammation on your body. Okay, so if you're a regular weight checker, and if you jump on the scales regularly, you're gonna get false readings all the time too because your body is constantly inflamed. Your target tissue has not had an opportunity to recover, it has not had an opportunity to repair. You're gonna be carrying excess fluid through that inflammation. Um, so your false readings, you're gonna be heavier than you think you are or than you should be because you're constantly inflamed. So you've, again, you've gotta give your body an opportunity to rest. So I think that covers the less is more component of today's podcast. And I think that makes perfect sense. Less is more. Less training equals more output, more um, objective towards your progression and a closer step to your goal. Now, the other side of the coin is more is less. Now, what does that mean? Well, this primarily focuses on nutrition. You know, again, we are in a world where we're led to believe that we need to eat ridiculously low in terms of our caloric intake to diet, to lose body fat. Um, you know, I've heard horror stories where people are on 600 calories, 800 calories, um, eating one meal a day. I got told a story the other day, I won't say where it came from, where a guy is fasting all day at work, he goes home and he has dinner and that's his one meal. One meal a day. 
That is moronic. It is stupid. One meal a day. Like, even if you eat until you can't eat anymore, you know, you're not going to get a huge amount of food within that. And then that's meant to sustain you for another 24 hours. And this guy works in a frontline job where it's paramount that he's on point, his mind is focused, you know, it's safety and it's high risk. Yet, what happens if he passes out or gets dizzy spells or is so fatigued because he doesn't have any fuel in his system he can't perform his job to his utmost ability he's going to put other people at risk it's such a dumb thing when people have one meal a day and they fast for the rest of the day i really don't see the point in that i get fasting i get it Uh, um, and look i've done it for a period of time i wasn't a fan of it but it was convenient to me at that point in time but if you need to eat you eat Okay, fasting is not going to, there's no advantage to fasting. There's no advantage to eating less. You know, at the end of the day, we all want to eat more, right? Simple. We all want to eat more. We all want to have the opportunity to eat flexibly and we all want to have the opportunity to eat more variety and eat more food. We want to have the opportunity to go out and have meals out, have a glass of wine or a beer. Well, you can do that. That is certainly an an, an option available to you if you put in the work prior to that um so more is less more food equals less weight and it's true you know i've had clients diet on 2000 calories i've had clients diet on 3000 calories you know you don't have to go below a thousand calories to lose weight but if you've got a history of poor dieting poor food choices starvation maybe it's eating disorder or it's just um crash diets, fasting, all these sorts of stupid things, then yes, you 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 need to take the time to rebuild your metabolism to a point where it's at an optimal level and allow yourself the opportunity to lose weight on more food because that is the healthiest approach to fat loss. It really is. Trying to lose weight on 1,000 calories or 800 calories or 600 calories is ridiculous. It is unsafe. It is unhealthy and unsafe. Okay, it shouldn't be done, but unfortunately it does happen because, um, you know, whether it's done from an individual or from a trainer giving poor advice, um, it comes from a a place of uh, lack of education and the fact that they aren't patient enough to work with the individual or the individual isn't patient enough to take the time to slowly improve their their metabolism, their metabolic threshold and get their food to a high point where they can actually then diet down so you know if you're if you've got a history of sitting on 600 800 calories and you came to me my approach would be right we're going to slowly increase your food we're going to get it up over a thousand we're going to see how the body responds then we're going to get up over 1200 we're going to see how the body responds if it increases in weight then we sit it for a while maybe we drop it down a tiny bit we keep your activity level high then we try and get it up to 1400 then we try and get up to 1600 before you know it you're up to 1800 2000 now this might take six months 12 months who knows uh everyone is completely different but the point is you can't diet on 600 calories it is ridiculously unhealthy and what happens if your body stalls what happens if you plateau for a couple of weeks on 600 calories where are you going to go 400 calories 200 calories are you going to just not eat for a couple of days like it is ridiculous that people think that that is okay um so there's no reason why you can't get your food up high. And if you can get up to that 1,600, 1,800, 2,000 mark, you've got room to diet back down. A mini cut can be done from 2,000 down to 1,800 or 1,700. And then 
once you've achieved that mini cut, then you can try and reverse again and get over 2,000 to 2,100, 2,200, something like that. There's no reason why that can't happen for everybody, okay? Obviously, you know, um, eating disorders aside, um, any um, underlying issues aside, things like that where there's medical conditions, then that's an exception to the rule. But again, I'm stipulating that this is primarily focused at gen population, general pops. Um, but you can't diet on such low food. So more is less, more is less. More food equals less weight or less weight you carry because you are effectively losing it on more food. So I think that message is, is relatively clear, but you know, when you're, when you're eating less food, your rate of loss does decrease. It slows right down. So then you start to increase your activity because you think, oh, well, I'm not losing weight through my nutrition protocols, so I'm going to increase my activity levels to try and burn off more calories. When in point of fact, that doesn't work. So the, the thinking there is, okay, I'll start doing uh, higher steps. I'll start doing um, cardio. I'll increase my time at the gym. And you can see where the two of them are linked. And this is unfortunately the stigma in the industry um, through lack of education that people think this way. You know, I'm not eating it. I'm, my nutrition is low, so I need to increase my activity. I need to do an hour, of tread, an hour on the treadmill. I need to up my weight training from an hour to an hour and a half. Um, I need to fast until midday. Like all of these stupid ideas come in and it's just, it is just plain dumb. It really is. So if you know of someone that is doing this, any of those examples I've given, or if you are someone that is doing that, get professional advice, really get professional advice. Don't just go to a trainer, get someone who is adequately qualified to provide you with strategic training, support your nutrition so that you can get out of that rut you're in and actually effectively lose weight or shape your body to a point where you're happy through healthy protocols, not dumb ones, big difference. So I think I've made my point, um, you know, less is more, less is more and more is less. It, it's a, it's, you know, a, a simple thing to say, and it can be confusing, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense. And through evidence, research, experience, um, education, these are true facts that work. They're true methods that work. So don't think that you have to do the opposite, whereby, you know, someone told you, oh, you need to train this much, or you need to eat below this number, or you have to fast until 10 a.m., or, you know, you have to do, um, you know, three hours of cardio a day or things like It's just stupid. Don't do it, okay? You want to train effectively, efficiently, with high execution, high intensity, and you should be eating adequately, not ridiculously low, adequately. And obviously, this is completely um, independent to the individual. So everybody is going to be different in terms of their nutritional intake as well as their ability to train. Some people have mobility issues. Some people are beginners in terms of training. Some people are advanced in terms of training. So everyone is different in terms of their starting point and where they can get to. But the overall process should still be relatively the same. So seek a professional's advice, sit down and know that you're in for a long road too. If you fall into the category of a, you know, a low caloric eater where you've been doing that for a while, expect a, a good 12 month journey ahead of you, okay? So be patient, 
be in for the long haul because I guarantee you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You will feel better for it. You'll eat more food. Your training will be better. And then your energy will be better. Your sleep will be better. Your libido will be better. All of those things will be better. So, and, and don't you want that? Isn't that at the end of the day what we all strive to achieve every single day while we're living? You know, while we're alive, we want to feel amazing. We want to feel great. So take the steps to do that. Take the steps to ensure that you are living the most fulfilling life and uh, lifestyle you can with the best health and fitness you can. I think that is the take home message today. And I will finish on that note because I don't think I can go any further. Um, You've got my point. So thank you very much once again for tuning in. I really appreciate everyone that listens to these podcasts. If you have enjoyed it, please subscribe on uh, Apple on Spotify, on SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts. I'm on a few others as well. Um, And if you've really enjoyed this specific episode, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day. (laughs) 